This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown, no flags, Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and, and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the, the Cowboys! Ah, boy, Nation, how the hell are you? I'm so excited, Steve-O. What a great weekend it was, and... I'll tell you what, man, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. Well, I'm going to take credit. I bet against him. You little weasel. That's what I do, bro. I paid $10 for a win. Okay. I would yeah. gladly lose $160 this year for us to go 16-0. and 0. I All told right. you that. I've been doing this show I for three you, years. I, I thought you just took the over or the, the, or the under. Well, I did that too. I hit the over, which was great. You took the over. I took the over. All right. Yep. And then what uh, was the over, by the way? Forty. I think it was forty-four. All right. So seven twenty. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yep. forty-four. So I took the over, and uh, Philadelphia was giving up seven points, and I just—I mean, coming off the disappointment in Tennessee, right? Or playing at home against Tennessee. Now you got to go to Philly on a short week, right? You Prime didn't know time. What, what cowboy was coming out. Well, yeah, I, well, it's like I said. You know, you get I, the biggest frustration for fans is the Jekyll and Hyde team. Yeah, and and mind you, folks, Steve O's not in it for ten bucks. The guy does very well. I think he just did that so he would lose and just say, no. you know what, I paid for a seat to no, watch a game. So here's the deal: the ten dollar bet is. I gotta start I, doing get, that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Here's the deal. If you lose the $10, uh-huh. that means the Cowboys win, all right? Right. And you're like, hell yeah, Cowboys won. Right. If the Cowboys lose and you get 10 bucks, and you're like, ah, shit, the Cowboys lost. But, hey, I got 10 bucks. Right. So okay. you feel good some way, shape, or form. I just I just said to the people it's not about the 10 bucks, and now you're saying it is $10. It, it's a feel-good $10. Oh, I don't know how the hell you can feel good if we lose. Well, right. I don't have millions like you, John. All right, don't start that bullshit. Uh, what a great game it was, though. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i just saying to you folks out there, Dak looked a little bit better than the past. And that offensive line, everyone was bitching about the offensive line. And that offensive line was holding four or five seconds every time. Okay, so I'm going to disagree with you there. All right, go ahead. I, I, I thought the offensive line played very well. All right. I still have a problem with Dak holding the ball. Can we get to a point where they practice these routes over and over and over and it's a timing thing and you know this guy is going to be right here on this hash, this far down, and you're going to throw to a spot, you know, five-step drop and boom, ball's out. Three-step drop, boom. Yeah, you know, I know, it, I know. But they've it, got is lot more better. it is a lot better than what I've seen though, out of him. He double-clutches the ball nonstop. And I really think, 
and without seeing film, and I know NFL Films has something out where you can subscribe to something and see the coach's film, which was my idea, by the way. <laughs> um, it, when you, if you watch that, I would assume that you're going to see Dak waiting for the guy to get open instead of throwing to an opening. And, and, and that's the frustration. And every time he double clutches and you get that split second where these guys can get around the corner and now all of a sudden it's an uncomfortable thing and he has to shuffle up further in the pocket, now it collapses, now you have issues. And that's what we've seen. And that's, that's where we're going to have to decide – as the Cowboys, is this our guy going forward? Are we going to win championships with him? Can we teach him to do this? The reason why Kurt Warner was so successful is because he played in that quick arena league, and it was boom, 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 and everything was a timing. I watched it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Every game in St. Louis, right there on the field. And it was there were times where I would see Torrey Holt do a 10-yard. It looked like he was going to run – like a post, and then all of a sudden he would cut it right back. And, and the ball was already thrown. When he's cutting to the inside, right. the ball's thrown to the sideline, and I'm staring at it like, what in the hell? These guys got to get on the same page. Holt would plant that right foot or the left foot and then break to the outside. It was undefendable. You're you right. could and, not defend that. And on that note, too, I mean, uh, it just seemed like uh, we had eight receivers that he targeted. All right, eight eight receivers he targeted, and he made that happen. But to your defense, too, I mean, he he, he kind of threw a ball that could have went for an interception for a touchdown right down the – it would look like a 10-yard pass. And it seems like every time he scrambles, he does not look like a scrambler that can throw the ball. I mean, it's really panic time when he scrambles back there. Right. And I don't know – was I here for the last show? After no, you, Tennessee? you okay. weren't there. The one after Tennessee. We thought, correct me if I'm wrong, after year one, we thought we had Marcus Mariota as a fourth-round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, they took Mariota number two overall, if I'm not mistaken, the Titans. Mm-hmm. We get Dak in the fourth round, mm-hmm. and after Dak's rookie year, that's what we thought. We have a number two overall pick in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. What a bargain. Right. And now we're seeing we might not have that. And I get it. He had a big win. I want to keep it positive yeah, today. Yeah, no, let's keep it positive. But here, at the huh? end of the day, that's what we thought is Cowboy Nation is, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. you know what, though, Steve? I've been ripping the hell out of the kid. Uh, I, I think he played a good game. He, he found eight different receivers, and it just seemed like uh, he's adapting to maybe two years ago what he had going then. So I'm not going to I'm not going to put any evil eye on you kid or whatever. Just keep doing what you're doing. Uh I think you started getting much more comfortable at the end of that game and uh God bless. I hope we we got the And look how it helped Zeke out. I mean Zeke that was old Zeke again. That it was. wasn't all on Zeke's ass uh, when Dak started spreading that defense out. Zeke started coming to play, too. And that offensive line, it got momentum. It was so, like everything was clicking. So is that a, uh, is that our Amari Cooper effect, then, you think? Do you think that maybe the first – and, hey, let's, let's, let's talk about something real quick. Tennessee Titans, no slouch, all right? I know they had a 9-6 to six game against Baltimore four or five weeks ago, whatever it was. It was just atrocious. But if I'm not mistaken, they beat the Eagles. Uh huh. Right. Right. They've beaten no, the Cowboys. They, they, yeah. And they've beaten 
the Patriots. Right. So they, they're not a bad. They're team. not a bad team. No, okay. No, they take on some three-headed monster there. So you know, I get it. How dis? I mean, I was. I swear to God, I was so disappointed last week. I, I didn't want to come in and do a show. Yeah. Because of I, I said you were out on uh, business maternity leave. Yeah, whatever. I, I yeah. was so pissed off. I mean, they looked. It might have been the worst game I've witnessed in, in my years of a, as a Dallas Cowboy fan. And that's and, and I won't say it's the oh my god, Steve. I'm going to get trolled right here on Twitter all over. Oh my god, you're saying that we've had terrible teams. I get it, but I had the expectations of being terrible when we had bad teams. Right. When you have the expectations of Tennessee coming to your house prime time monday night football you know we were going to do an on-air show right I, i'm glad we didn't you would have I mean, these are what 65 inch tvs you would have broken them all <laughs> at least one of them. at least one of them but that's the frustrating part i was so pissed off but kudos to tennessee they actually have they got a competitive squad no but way. i'm all, we, i don't want to get back to them we want to get Against these Eagles, right. we needed a win. Right, right. In their place, another primetime game, really on a short week, right? Defending Look, Super yeah. Bowl champs. Yeah, no question about it. And, and you go uh, in there, and, and and you really look like a very dominant team. All right, before we call Travis, uh, what about Vanderash, man? Vanderpump. I think that's the jersey I'm going with. Well, you do know that we have a Vanderash jersey. Uh, that we no, got to no, give away. No, no, I have a Van Der Esch jersey now. It's not given been <laughs> given away. <laughs> no wonder I'm missing it in the vault there. <laughs> we're we're going to have to. We're going I I really think that that might be my next jersey. Yeah, well, you're going to have to get it one because uh, this one we're going to give out to the fans here on one of our games. We're going to have to give it out. I'm looking at November 29th. We've got a game and it's a nighttime game, and I I love to have it on out on this uh, show. I'm Facebook, uh, FaceTime Live. Okay, Facebook Live. I, I do have to ask you this question, Jono. Yeah. I, I need a little personal help. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking about going to this indie game for a year now since the right. schedule came out, right? I was going to do the whole family thing, go out there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i get on and check the prices. I mean, you Cowboy fans are killing me. I, I mean, I get it. We're all over the world, you know, but Jesus, let the prices come down somewhere. I can get tickets out in Indy. I, but they basically give them away. Yeah. Now all of a sudden the Cowboys are coming oh, that's, in. And you, that's you, what you it can't. is, though. It's uh, and, and everybody wants a premium for them. Right. I'm cheap. You know me. I, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah, try to win yeah, ten bucks. Yeah. I lost ten bucks. I can't do it uh, you anymore. You know what though? Uh, looking at your man cave, you're not cheap. So here's what I got, Jono. I'm supposed to fly out to Austin, Texas, Sunday night, the 16th of December. Mm-hmm. All right. Southwest Airlines fly. It's like 9:30. I booked it as late as I could because I figured, okay, I'm going to go out to the game. After the game's over, I'm going to drive back, mm-hmm. go to the airport, fly into Austin, do my business stuff down there I got to do. I started looking at the times and, and figuring, uh-oh, what if, I, what if something goes wrong? I don't have that big a window. Mm-hmm. But I believe with Southwest Airlines, I can switch that flight from leaving St. Louis to leaving Indy. Mm. And it leaves at like 730, which then gives me plenty of time. Okay. Do I just do that? Take the trip, leave out of Indy? My, now I won't it's even. It's almost your call on that. I won't even take the wife and kids this time. I think it's just buddies. All right, all right. Well, that's that's up to you. Uh, while really? you're debating, that's all I get. Yeah, that's all you get. God, I'm done with you. While you're debating uh, your flight schedule, why don't we get Travis on here? His little input on what went on and uh, how excited he was as well, because I was talking to him throughout the game as well.
You were doing. You were cheating on us. I was cheating on you. Oh I was cheating. On you. And God, I love Travis's input too. Hey, can we get him on here, there, uh, Mister Producer Brian? All right, uh, Travis, are you on there? I'm here, brother. All right, Travis. Hey, I was talking to you throughout the game. I got Steve-O next to me here. Wow, what a beautiful game that was, man. What a game. How you doing, Steve-O? Yeah, definitely definitely a great game, man. Definitely definitely something to hang your hat on, at least for one week, you know? Indeed. See, he's on the same page I am. Hang your hat on this week. The yeah. Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> stuff's got to stop. <laughs> Yeah, but fellas, I'll tell you what. What we needed to do, we took the fans out of the, out of the game uh, early on. It, it, we couldn't we couldn't allow them to get into it. I I think everything was going our way. And I tell you what, if Dak throws that interception at the side there, it could have been different. When he released the ball and the ball fell behind him like a hand grenade that's gone bad, uh, that could have went right. bad for us too. And how many yeah. ti- how many times has have we thought we've seen the kick and Steve O said it and Travis said it as well and I thought it I knew we were gonna miss that damn forty three yard field goal. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Every it, time it, it it looked like uh the holder Jones was trying to give him a little bit of confidence, like, Okay, Brett, you're gonna make this and just as they lined up, I was like, "Yeah, this is going to be a dinger." I don't, I don't see this one going in. And how the, does that momentum change it, man? I mean, honest to it's, God, the one one kick, and then it just brings the fans back in the bay. I, I just, I just don't know how these kickers. You're supposed to kick a goddamn field goal. That's all you do. Make it happen. It. A 43-yard field goal. I'm not asking a 53-yarder. A 43. You should have pounded that. He missed the fifty-three right. too. Yeah, he not was, that game, but not the that one that cost us against Washington. Well, we t- our snapper took the blame for that one on some BS call uh, on that Redskin game. That was BS on that. Anyway, absolutely. Anyway, Travis, absolutely. Uh, uh, what did you see that stood out, man, on the offensive side and the defensive side? The defense. Um. I'm sorry, you said what What stood out on what side of the ball? On the offensive side and the defensive side. Well, first thing, um, on the offense, obviously, uh, they fed the beast. They decided to get back to the basics, feed Zeke. Um, We go as he goes. He was popping off about eight yards of carry there. Um, That was one of the biggest things I saw. I think we may possibly have a, uh, a new starting I don't want to jump the gun, but possibly a starting uh, guard coming in for Connor Williams, uh, Xavier Suofolo. He did a magnificent job on Fletcher Cox. Um, I mean, he handled that guy. He said he just he needed sure to see what his technique was going to be and how he was going to come in. And, and, I mean, we didn't hear his name or Fletcher Cox's name all night. Um, I thought that was great. Um, as far as defense, well, I guess um, for once, you know, the Joneses may have had a little bit of common sense knowledge there with uh, Vander Esch. The kid looks like, you know, to be the real deal. It was it was kind of anticlimactic there um, as things ended. I remember Sean Lee making that same play against Darren Sproles uh, in 2016 in the game that we won in overtime uh, where Whitten caught the pass. So it almost looked like a change in the guard was taking place there. The kid led the team with 13 uh, solo tackles. And, you know, 
of course, we never get credit for anything. So everyone wants to say that, you know, Wentz just, you know, he never saw the guy. No, Van Der Esch went and got himself a damn interception. The kid knows the game. He has a nose for the ball, and it definitely displayed. Um, you know, I'd say regardless of what happens at this point right now, I let him play. I wouldn't even – I mean, right. I know we're going to at least miss Lee until December. I let the kid play. I wouldn't pull him out. I wouldn't stun his growth. If 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 this looks like what's going to be our new or at least the core of our linebacker core, I let that guy fly right now. Um, that's what I do. Another thing that I noticed, um, maybe not so much offensive defense, but you and I talked about it. I sent you the picture of it. Uh, Damian Wilson being put in a chokehold right there while Chris Collinsworth, uh, you know, went all goo-goo-eyed about Carson the, Wentz the, completing the pass. Yeah, what is the, the, the rape on the on the on the offensive? And he, he, Collinsworth did not even bring up the hold, and he's yeah. he's talking right. about the wristband. Right. He says, "Look at the wristband. That guy's in his wristband." And I'm like, "Hello, look at the chokehold. Is Damian <laughs> Wilson still conscious here? That's happened um, since 2000 about 30 times where there's been no penalties called in the game." And ironically, about six of those times, the Cowboys have been that team that hasn't been able to get a call. Last year, we didn't get one holding call until about week eight or nine. Looks like we're um, on that same trend again this year. And it's funny because when the Cowboys are called for holding, the announcers are always quick to say, well, you know, that's something that you can call just about every call. But it's never called for us, you know. And nonetheless, our defense gets the job done. Um, Even though they started off playing soft, I thought Xavier Woods made a couple of great plays. I thought Cheeto came up very big there um, at the end. Um, I just really felt like, man, everybody looked themselves in the mirror before that game and was like, who do I want to be? Who am I? Who are we? Every week, you know, as Steve-O said, it's Jekyll and Hyde, it's this guy, it's that guy. Who are you? I think everyone just stepped up and was like, hey, for once, when we didn't get a touchdown on the first drive, it didn't all go to shit. You know, everybody didn't just drop their heads. It was like, let's get back out right. here and right. let's take these guys' hearts, you know? Right. Uh, you, you know, Travis brought up a good point, Steve-O, and I'd like to ask you this. With Van Der Esch asserting himself as that linebacker, do you take him out when Sean Lee comes back, or do you say, hey, Sean, I think that hammy is like a worn-out rubber band now to where you might have to just uh, be our coach. Well, I don't I – don't, I, 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 I don't think you take Vanderpump out, okay? I, I, like I said, to me, those two guys, him and Jalen, it's like remember the Titans, you know? Absolutely. I love it, man. They're getting on it. I, I mean, it – I swear to God, I watched them hit somebody the other day, and I stood up, and the other one's right there, like hitting, <laughs> hitting. I think Jalen hit Vanderpump harder than he hit the guy going out. They like are just good, man. congratulating them, man. These guys are dynamic. Right. They, they get good. they get east and west. They get north and south. Um, you know, I love Sean Lee, like all Cowboy Nation. But the fact of the matter is, at this point, you got to roll with the young pups here. And just let Absolutely. them keep cutting them teeth, and then all of a sudden you're going to look at it when when Sean does get healthy, comes on, and he's part of the spot people. He's still probably going to be the emotional leader through this year. What about Absolutely. next year, though? That's what I'm talking about, Steve. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I, I'd a, love to keep him under the cap. That's a contract thing, man. That's uh, you got to figure. And that's high level stuff. Okay, if they cut him, 
Uh, I don't think he had. Well, he might have some trade value. I'm not real sure though. I don't think we're going to trade him. If you cut him, how much does it hit? Do you go back to him and say, "Hey, you're going to have a diminished role. We need to cut. You know, you got to take a, a diminished paycheck." There's all sorts of things that can happen. Okay, but that's something we're going to have to look at during the off season. That's a show in the off season. How about that? All right. Okay. Right. Well, I tell you what, the guys that really stood out for me were Amari Cooper. He made things happen, and he seems like he's gelled perfectly, and uh, he doesn't talk much. He seems like a cold-blooded killer out there, man. He's making plays happen. Yeah, yeah, like a veteran, man. Uh, He knows uh, how to get the job done. Zeke, what a what? How how high did he go? Maybe about five, 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 six uh, in the air. Here's the deal. I'm gonna Absolutely. wipe that one. I'm gonna wipe that one out of my memory because he took four steps in stride, and then he tripped over the eight yard line. You're looking at that weasel. Yes. Are you finish insane. the play? The play would have hell. He just jumped over a guy. Yeah, I get it. it. Took a, oh, for love of God. But he didn't get tackled. He jumped. He cleared. He cleared higher, like a, a hurdle, than most mortal men can do with a pole vault. All right, <laughs> that most mor- mortal men could do if they were at uh, the trampoline park. Right. This guy looked right. all world. State champion, state of Missouri in the hurdles in high yep. school. I get it. He was in from St. Louis area. Yeah. How yeah. Cool yeah. Well, actually, he's from Alton, Illinois. About. 20 minutes away from us. Right. But he went to a little private school over there in uh, St. Louis. So, nice. uh, stud, right? He's local. And I thought you hung out at the grocery store. His I mom did. Was. I went to Costco looking for his mom every other week. And uh, the, <laughs> the meat guy, the, the butcher, runs into him, runs into her every other week. And it, I, I just trolled a gun. You can't believe it. You troll there for right. meat and Zeke's mom. I'm trolling there for uh, food samples. The, bu- uh, the, the butcher thought I was uh, trolling his meat or something. Every time <laughs> I'd be around him, he'd, he's like, she's uh, not here, dude. But anyway. The bottom line is, yeah, the guy, I, I mean, he just, it's unbelievable. And, and what are these, I, I don't know how you stop it because this guy didn't, it's not like he tried to take him out at the knees or an ankle tackle. I mean, he was looking to hit him right square in the chest. And he right. just got hurtled. Right. That's unbelievable. But hey. finish the damn play. You right. know what I want him to do? I want him to finish the damn play and then go find a red bucket and jump in there. <laughs> I wanted the red kettle. I want him to jump in that thing again. Yeah. It wasn't even out yet. Find a red kettle somewhere and, and jump how in about it. Our, how about our Cowboys, Travis? I mean, how classy are we? When we score, we handshake and all that, and we're right back in the right. – uh, Yeah, I mean, Did these guys are – Yeah, they're, they're acting – There was so much made last week about us taking the picture and our defense running the we don't do the field and not having gas at the end of the game. Well, you know, I saw a lot of that from the other team in black this Sunday, you know, that went unmentioned. No, you're you're damn right about that because uh, they did they did all the picture taking and the uh, Kodak right. moment and all that crap. But, but our Cowboys, man, we just knew we had to get this job done. Can we... It was a must win. Okay, you say must win. So this is now, I don't think we could get in the playoffs on our record, but I think we can get in by winning the NFC East. I still think I the agree. NFC East is very vulnerable, and I think we could still do it. I'm not buying into the whole Redskins thing. That's all bullshit to me. I, I, I think the Redskins are just pretenders, and they're really not taking on anything major right now. And I agree with right. you, and there's going to be a secret to the to the Redskins game. The stat I heard yesterday is there it, through, what are we in, week 11 here, week 9? 
something like week week ten. They mm-hmm. there has not been a lead change in a Redskin game yet, which basically right. means if the Redskins score first, they win. They win. If the opponent scores first, they win. Alex Smith is not the guy that's going to lead you on a comeback, and Alex Smith is not the guy that's going to give up the lead. All right? Right. That's just who he is, and that is the epitome of his career. Right. So I I agree with you. Somebody's going to have to come out, and they're going to have to punch him in the mouth first. Uh, They're going to have to come from behind uh, because at this point, you don't want them to get the ball and go down there and score. Travis, who do you think the number one uh, team is that we have – I would say the Eagles. What would you say? Are are the Eagles still the main threat of the NFC East? Uh, outside of us, yeah, I, I I'd agree to that. Um, you know, they they just as us. I think they're a little bit better um, than their record. I don't believe the fools go um, of the Redskins. You know, I mean, they let themselves down more than they let anyone else down. So I'm not I'm not too threatened by their presence at the time you know i just think they're keeping the seat warm for someone else i definitely agree that it's going to take a division win um for us to get in which i do not think is that impossible uh it is a great seat for us to accomplish and overcome to try to get in the playoffs but i do not think it's something that uh that is impossible this the the schedule as much as it looks tough it's, it's almost as favorable to us as well. We have closing games coming up uh, against the Colts, the Buccaneers, and the Giants. Uh, we do get the Eagles again, which we've already beat on the road. It'd be great to see them at home and have that same push. Of course, we got the Redskins at on home. Thanksgiving at home. It's always been my thought that we would get one of the two, uh, the Falcons game or the Saints game. Now, for as much as going uh, – um, as as has been going on and as has been mentioned, it's mighty funny how that's just kind of slipped through the craps. Uh, I'm sorry, the crack, but it is like crap. The way that no one is talking about how Cleveland went in there and defeated Atlanta because they didn't barely get by. I mean, they went in there and they beat them from, you know, the beginning to the end of the game. And I think that makes Atlanta look a lot suspect. And as I looked at the line yesterday, Going into Atlanta, of course, they're probably looking at the game from last year. But, you know, they're, we're the underdogs by about three and a half. And just the fact that we're that close on the line, being a this is the team that sacked us nine times last year in that building, I think that says a lot for us. I actually think, too, that with that win and the way that it happened against Philadelphia, that we're going in there with a little bit of a different swagger, um, Chaz Green not being on that left side, I think that changes a lot for Dak. He doesn't have to be as uncomfortable as he was last year versus the Falcons. And I'm telling you, if we get that game, then of course it's one week at a time. But if we get that game, then it immediately sets us up for the Saints game. I think we'll do well against the Red, uh, the, the Redskins either way. But, you know, going on everything you said, winning this division <laughs> – that's going to get us in there. If you saw the clap of last, uh, uh, Sunday night, he could barely contain himself when he was coming off the field. This guy had a smile that was almost as big as it was when they told him that he was going to be the head coach of the Cowboys. You know, So I don't know what happened. I know a lot of things start coming out about whether or not he was going to replace Linehan in the bye week or possibly before. Maybe that lit a fire, but I need everything to go up 
from here. As Steve-O said at the beginning, no more Jekyll and Hyde, no more back steps. I am hanging my hat on that one victory, but I want them to continue looking forward. Don't look and say, oh, Atlanta, we remember last year. Say, oh, Atlanta, we're going to go in there, we're going to kick these guys' ass, and then we're going to move on to Thanksgiving Day. And that's spot on, Travis. And, and the thing I look at is as much as we've been Jekyll and Hyde around here, how about Atlanta being Jekyll and Hyde? I mean, Absolutely. that might be a bigger disappointment than where the Cowboys are at. Um, and, and I think you could go – I think there's probably about six teams that are that are bigger disappointments. And Atlanta was picked to do something, and they've looked mm-hmm. absolutely terrible at times. I mean, worse than w- when I was totally defeated last week after the Titans game. Mm-hmm. They've, they've looked that bad. And, yeah, and, and, and make no bones about it, Cleveland's another team that, that's, you know, kind of up and coming. They got a little bit of that mm-hmm. swagger going, and, and kudos to them. They've been a, th- at the bottom of everything for so long. But uh, – they, they have not utilized Julio Jones. I mean, no, this he's got one touchdown. They have not taken in eighteen games yeah. or something. It's ridiculous, and that starts and wearing do down on these premier uh, type of wideouts. Absolutely, ahead, but it's funny somehow he's able to escape that conversation and that tag that was on Dez last year. His numbers are down. Every time they say his numbers are down, they say, "Well, guess what? Everybody else's numbers are up." Well, if you look at the Cowboys. How do you think we became so fond of a Cole Beasley and a Terrence Williams and these guys? If Dez's numbers were down, that meant naturally their numbers were up. But I always—I mean, we know what it is. There's always a little extra that we have to do. There's always a little more excuses and leeway that's going to be given to other players and teams versus ours. I mean, you listen to the comparisons starting right there with the Atlanta game. You listen, just as I said, Instead of giving Van Der Esch the credit for the interception, they have to say, oh, Wentz just didn't see him. Um, as far as Golden Tate not being able to get started, well, it was too early for him to fit. But all week they said, hey, be careful. Golden Tate, he's licking his chops. He gets to play against yeah, the Cowboys. True. We schemed against that. We schemed against that. We decided we're not going to let that guy or this guy or that guy beat us. It's going to take a whole team. Alshon Jeffrey. Didn't hear his name much. You know what I mean? I was I was waiting on everything that everybody warned us of. And I even had to re- remind a friend of mine. I said, well, you guys are the champs, but you know we have the exact same record. Us, you guys, and Atlanta. So the teams that people were threatening or so sure that we're going to do something, they're sitting at the same place that didn't have a number one wide receiver two weeks ago, and everybody was screaming, fire the coach. So yeah. for at least the next two weeks, Garrett, Linehan, you guys' job are safe. We'll see what happens in Atlanta. But right now, nobody's talking about firing the clapper. We get right. a little credit this week, you know, for coming out and executing a great game plan. But you have to keep it going. For once, they were helping the defense. The defense wasn't walking off the field. Oh, Lord, here comes these guys. It's going to be another three and out. Yeah. I mean, was anybody suspecting a 75-yard drive from Dak? before the end of the half. And they even know, called the timeout, Travis. Eagles Absolutely. called the timeout knowing that they're going to get the ball back, and they did it. Right. any case, we had our receivers. Uh, Cooper with targeted 10 times, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Hearns twice, Beasley five times, Elliott seven, Gallup three, 
uh, Schultz two, Smith one, Swain three. I mean, he spread the ball around, man. He didn't just yeah. keep an eye focus. And Collinsworth brought that up early. Not Collinsworth, but uh, uh, was it Witten? Michael. No, it was it was Collinsworth. Uh, he said okay. he's got to stop focusing on one wide out and stare him down. He's got to move all over the place and. Eventually he did. The guy was starting to mm-hmm. look around and get – I'm telling you right now, I think he he's over it. I think that fear factor is out of him because that big sack he took, guys, uh, from um, – what's his name? Bennett. I mean, that could have mm-hmm. brought it some flashbacks of Atlanta. But, no, he bounced Absolutely. right back from that. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and I like to see that. But we're going to have to get efficient down in the red zone. Because do you have any faith Great call. getting down there inside the 10 at, at, at first and goal from the 8, all, and, yeah. and you don't know? I'm not sure they have a play in the playbook other than power eye, you know, or something like that, just running right. it. Um, we're going to have to get a little bit more creative down there and, and soften up those defenses, or you're going to have to put on your big boy pants and just shove it down their throat. But isn't it absolutely? Isn't it, fellas, that you're seeing much more tougher defenses now nowadays inside the five six yard line too? Well, absolutely. I think yeah, I absolutely. think, and that's always been the case. But I think what you get is the mentality, and we've talked about this in, with our defense in years past, is the bend don't break. All right, between the you know the forties. You know, people are going to move rather freely, but all of a sudden you're going to get down inside, you know, field goal range, things get tightened. And not just from, uh, uh, you know, the amount of territory you got to guard, but for some reason they pin their ears back a little bit tighter and, and just get after it. A little tighter man coverage, uh, better zone coverage, whatever it might be. But there's a lot of teams, hey, guess what? New Orleans isn't having problems punching it in. No, they don't. Inside, you know, they're, the 10-yard line. Not in the red zone. Hey, how about the right. respect? How about the respect those Saints players showed to- towards Dez throwing up the X on their touchdowns, man? That I love awesome. that. That was really damn cool. The guy hasn't played for you guys one time, and you're showing a lot of love for Dez. That that goes to show me a lot that Dez is a team player, man. I mean, here's a team that doesn't even need him. They're looking at him at like, all. you know what? He's one of ours now. Yeah, absolutely. But it goes back to that narrative, Dez is this, Dez is that, as yeah. long as he's wearing the star. As soon as the star came off, Dez became like, you know, sweet baby Jesus. Somebody please sign this guy with all this talent. But before then, he was a locker room camp. And he's always said, I've never had an issue with my teammates. Never. My teammates love me. The real teammates, you look at all these guys, like you said, guys that he doesn't play with, guys he hasn't played with, and guys who he's no longer on the team with, DeMarco Murray, uh, to name uh, DeMarco Murray, Tony Romo, Jason Witt, none of these guys have bad things to say about that. It's always the noise that comes as an afterthought. There's a little extra that always rides on you when you wear the star. I mean, it's the, it's the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL. No respect. It does not matter. And like I said, all I started hearing in the past two weeks before he was signed was how unceremoniously Des Bryant was cut by the Cowboys. But these same talking heads was like, are oh, you going to pay this guy $12.6 million? His numbers have fell down. I mean, there's no need in doing that. So, I mean, which is it? Tomato, tomato, whatever the case, like you said, the guys who really know, I saw it from the Saints, and I saw it from uh, a few Cowboys players. The X was going up when they made big plays. Right. 
Well, I tell you what, we got a big game coming up this weekend, and that's uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And I, I think uh, it's going to be a good one. And our, we'll cover this on our Thursday show, Steve-O. Yeah, and once again, you can go to Atlanta and see almost any game you want for 20 bucks, $28. But when the Cowboys go right. there, it's it. 150. <laughs> it's starting and to piss me off because it's only an eight <laughs> and a half hour drive. John, you want to go? No, I, don't, I don't think so. I've, I've told you that. I, I like sitting back in front of my big TV. Travis, my, can you I, can, I can you believe that, Travis? I, I, I Travis, I, I don't like going anywhere. <laughs> I like my I like my house. I like my living room. I don't want to hear any Atlanta Falcon people. I I don't get into it. I, I just don't. I'm sorry. I don't even think when I go to the Dallas Stadium, I don't like seeing uh, opposing team uh, fans there. Right. I mean, you don't even belong can... here, you little weasel. How did you even sneak <laughs> in the stadium? That's the way I look at it. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being a part of the show, and uh, thank you so much, Travis, Steve-O. Yeah, hey, guys, uh, big game this week, one game at a time now. We're 4-5, and five, but you know what? This whole NFC East, it's still up for grabs. One team we could count out, and that's the Giants. They they barely got by the, uh, uh, what, the 49ers last night? Yeah. I was hoping that's the right. 49ers they need the would OBJ beat them. to finally come up. And, Me uh, too, man. And that one play that uh, – not one play, but uh, what Witten said, no, Eli doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I said, holy shit, I can't believe he just said that. But that's true. What, yeah. what the hell's he done lately? But in any case – all right, thank you, my friends. Thank you, Steve-O, Travis. We'll see you guys this Thursday. Take care. Love you. All right, see you Thursday, guys. Go, boys. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.